and welcome to the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz. I am pleased to tell you all my voice is back. I'm not sure what was going on Wednesday, but we are past that. We're good to go. And I'm very excited because, people, I bring to you a lot of good guests on the show. Very few special guests. That's exactly what we have today. He is the starting running back for the Washington football team. The man went for over 1,000 total yards and scored 11 touchdowns as a rookie, number 24 in your program, but number one in your heart, Antonio Gibson. Antonio, thank you so much for the time, man. How's it going? It's been good, man. I appreciate y'all for having me. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how big you are into the fantasy football world, Antonio, but, man, you are on top of – maybe not quite on top. Christian McCaffrey is kind of like the league yeah. guy. But a lot of people are thinking, man, that if you're there early second, God forbid, you're one of the first people out on these draft boards these days. Yeah, I'm not that big into it, but, you know, I, I get the, the – you've been helping my fantasy out. Uh, you've been doing this for my fantasy. So, you know, I'm starting to look into it a little bit. There we go. There's a few bad apples out there that, you know, of course are going to at you after a bad game. They at me after yeah. I'm an idiot and pick the wrong thing. But I like to think most of the time we have a pretty good community over here. So uh-huh. thank you again for the time, man. And we'll get right into some of these questions. So I wanted to start with just kind of your come up in the Washington, because the big point when you were coming out of Memphis was he'd only had 33 rush attempts. All of a sudden Washington wants to make you into a pretty much full-time running back. Like how tough was that transition? And was there a point during your rookie year where you really started to feel more like just a pure running back um I would say tough wise it, it was pretty tough um but I tell a lot of people this uh the coaches were very patient with me um like very patient um you know from me learning to like you know just trust the process uh so from receiver if you watch the beginning games I was just out there running honestly I was just out there running I knew I was supposed to hit but it was just like if I see something I'm going that way and that was just a receiver in me like get open and, um so they was real patient with me. You know, they didn't, they didn't give me a hard time about it. Of course, you know, they told me I need to, I need to start to get it. Cause um, you know, they're looking forward um, to me, you know, making plays. So I kind of pushed myself, but they was real patient. So um, throughout the season, he stayed on me about it. Uh, and towards, I would say like towards the middle of the seasons when everything started clicking and then, you know, the injury happened, which slowed things down for me. So you say about kind of halfway through the year is when like you started to have that, I guess the term is like the NFL moment. Like you're welcome to the NFL phase. Things mm-hmm. started to slow down for you a little bit, just yeah. after maybe halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. I would say, right. Uh, who do we play before the Steelers? I want to say that was coming off the Cowboys game. And, um, oh, yeah. I was leading on to the Steelers and I was feeling real good about myself. Yeah. I bet man, three touchdowns on national TV. <laughs> And it happened pretty early with the injury, so it kind of slowed things down. But this year, it should be something special. That has to be best Thanksgiving of your life, right? Yeah, it really was. <laughs> uh, so, like I, I tell people a lot, it is like uh, every time it's like a big stage. I kind of, I kind of make a moment. Uh, in college, it was the SMU game. It was college game day. I'm gonna have a kickoff return, a receiving touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. I think I almost had a hundred in each category. I think I was like two yards short of rushing for a hundred for that one. And um, that was like, I was all eyes on us. And I had a big game there and then go into the league and have it on Thanksgiving day. That was pretty special. I think it was uh Santana Moss back in the day said big players make big plays and big games, oh, yeah, man. Sure. 
For sure. <laughs> keep, keep that up. But yeah, so it's, it's what you talked about before and kind of transition to running back. The one thing that stood out was how you said you were just go, go, going. And uh, we actually have a metric at PFF called stuff rate. Basically, it takes your carries and the amount of times you got no yards or negative yards. And you actually came in first. Only 4.1% of your attempts qualified as a stuff. Now, that's good. Obviously, we don't want negative plays. But is there a balance playing running back where you kind of have to know like, okay, you want to get what's there, but you also maybe want to be patient and have the ability to kind of see the hole that emerges to get bigger plays potentially? Um, definitely. Um, and that's, that's something I was really learning. So, uh, in my head, like from the type of player I am, especially at receiver back in college, like I always wanted to make a big play. Cause, it, um, if you, if you looked at the history of Memphis, my junior year, I didn't touch the ball that much. So my senior, it was like, make a big play, make a big play every time you touch it. And that's, that was my goal. And, um, so when I got into the league, I mean, that's been my, that's been me my entire life. So when I got into the league and like running back is like, make a big play, make a big play, like make a big play, get you, you know what I'm saying? Make them, make them trust you. And, uh, sometimes that just, it doesn't work. Sometimes you, you have to, you know, stick your head in there and get those, that one and two yards. And, um, that's what I was learning throughout the season. So I'm learning now if it's, if you don't see nothing quick, just, you know, stick your head in there and get what you can get. And, um, coach Jordan done a good job of, um, helping me out with that. Makes sense, man. And yeah, it's, it was surprising to me to see how much you were playing like true running back to start the year. Cause I think a lot of people in the fantasy community were figuring, Hey, you play wide receiver in college, maybe Peyton Barber will be getting the early down stuff for you guys. You get more scat scat back stuff. Wasn't really the case. We did see though in week four against Baltimore. I mean, that was the first time that at least, you know, from me watching, they started using a wide receiver, throwing you screens, you know, really throwing you the ball a little bit more. I mean, that week you had 82 damn receiving yards, you know, it was only 20 or so the few weeks before. Now you said before, they didn't want to put too much on your plate in 2020. Do you see yourself lining up more as a true wide receiver in 2021? Now that you're a little more uh, intertwined with the system. Um, definitely. Um, coach Scott does a good job of using all his players. Um, like I said, last year, he didn't want to put too much on me. Um, so like this year, I'm a little bit more comfortable with my plays and, you know, everything that's going on, um, getting the feel for the game. So I feel like, you know, it should open up a lot more this year. Awesome, man. Well, that's, that's great to hear, you know, and, and fantasy land, you said you're not a huge fan, but in a lot of these uh, formats, you get a full point just for catching the ball equal to getting 10 rushing yards or 10 receiving uh -huh. yards. I don't exactly get it, but it's the game we play. So we yeah. got to kind of adjust to it. So um, I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned before, unfortunately, right when you got rolling uh, against the Cowboys, suffered that toe injury. Um, we saw some reports saying you're still kind of dealing with that. I just want, was wondering if you could shed some light. Like, how's the recovery going, man? You are uh, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Uh, I've made it through a mini camp, OTAs. I've been fine. I've been working out extra, you know, on my own. So everything is good. <laughs> Great to hear, man. Yeah. We just want to make sure everyone's at hundred percent. We want you out there, everything you can handle. So uh, yeah, when I mentioned before Peyton Barber was with you, JD McKissick, you know, you had uh, some quality vets, but the one guy, man, at least you got to spend August with them. Adrian Peterson, in my opinion, the single best running back of the past decade. Was there anything that you just got to learn from him, even in that short time together? Um, he was big on, uh, taking care of your body. Uh, these two things he, he said almost every day, take care of your body and air on protection. Um, coming in, he knew I didn't have a lot of protection. So um, he was like, air on protection. So before I got into my route, he was like, air on protection before you get out to your routes. So that was something um, I focused on a lot and something I tried to um, hold on to. And um, also take care of your body. Uh, I realized what he meant after the first season of me playing, you know, fully running back. Uh, I was hurting. Yeah. Um, so this year, you know, I'm, I'm going to take more steps into uh, taking care of my body throughout the season. It's that wild stat I heard from a couple of years ago. Like LeBron James spends like it was maybe it was like um, eight yeah. million, three million or something just on yeah. his body to preserve it. 
Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I can tell with those guys, you know, they, they have, they play a lot of games as well. So I can only imagine. Yeah. Maybe not quite as physical, but 82 regular sure. season games, at least, man, that is a lot for the NBA. That's a lot on the legs. Yeah, exactly, man. So um, did you have a favorite running back growing up? Like was it Adrian Peterson or was there someone else's style you liked? Or maybe a uh, No, I wouldn't say Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson definitely up there, but uh, I have to go with LT and Reggie Bush. Nice, man. Yeah, those are my guys. Give Reggie his Heisman back. Come on, right? Yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, they they should have been did that, honestly. Gosh. And for the NCAA to deflect that, oh, well. And yeah, in your opinion, LaDainian Tomlinson, powder blue, best jersey of the millennial? Powder blue. That Chargers, that fresh one, I feel like everyone had that as a kid. No, I didn't have it, but uh, I was about to say, I didn't have too many jerseys, but uh, it was clean. But no, I didn't didn't have too many jerseys. (laughs) I wanted to compliment you, man, because, you know, I I am someone that spends far too much time looking at just the accessories and the swag people Uh are going with. And, man, by the end of the year, you were mixing up with some visors, the sleeve. You had the grill that you flashed in the Cowboys game, and I was going crazy on Twitter. (laughs) I was just wondering, like, is there a running back that you consider the first team all swag RB1 right now in the NFL? Because I asked uh, DeAndre Swift the same question. He said Alvin Kamara, so I wasn't sure if you were – I was just – I was about to say Alvin Kamara. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to go with Alvin Kamara. Uh, I seen him. He's the one who had me doing like the strip tape on the back of my arms in college. So, yeah, I'm going to go with him. And then I'm going to go back to Le'Veon Bell when he was with the Steelers. Then I'm going Le'Veon Bell. Man, Le'Veon Bell. Dude, I, I played a high school ball in central Ohio, and I met Le'Veon Bell when I was a uh, junior. We held him, uh, held him to 330 yards rushing. And I, I held, felt like a goal. Y'all held him to 330 <laughs> It could have been more, man. Someone asked me, like, well, did you ever tackle him? And I was like, sure, after he dragged my ass for, like, five or six yards first. So, yeah, <laughs> that's just funny. You get those special moments where these future, you know, just, uh, you know, computer people like me face actual NFL athletes. And that's when, wow. the special, that's when the special stuff happens. Awesome stuff, Antonio. I wanted to uh, now go on one more thing. You know, I'm asking about accessories and all this really important stuff here. But we've had some people wonder about a nickname for you. And I just want to say – Someone brought up a really good point. What do you think about AGDC? We can put a lightning bolt next to it, and it'll be like a shtick off ACDC. Rock and AG, AGDC? Yeah. I get it because the AC. I actually got a couple of shirts ACDC. Uh, that's pretty smooth. I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. Uh, but I've been getting a lot. You got you got Gibby. You got AG the weapon. I'm fine with AG, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever the fans love, you know I'm for it. But I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. Just wanted to make sure you didn't hate it. Some people were wondering, you know, nah, DC, like yeah, awesome. Yeah, because some people were wondering, you know, DC, CMC and stuff. And it's like, nah, you deserve your nah, nickname. You're, you're your own guy. All right, man, a couple uh, questions about kind of your new teammates. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We've already gotten pretty funny picture from him with a cicada stuck in Honest, his beard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just seems like such an easygoing guy. Have you had any, like, just fun stories from Fitzmagic already? Oh, he really is. Um, I would just say like he he makes it he calms me down sometimes, like seeing him a little bit playful, you know what I'm saying? He's been here, he shows you like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always business. You can have fun with it. Uh, as long as you you're doing what you're supposed to do. Um, so I say he's just very relaxing, uh, to see play. Uh, he calms everybody down, he's calm in the huddle, been there, done that, of course. So um, but stories I haven't got any crazy stories yet. That's uh, so we'll see as that goes on. 
There we go. Yeah, man. It's, it's just wild to me how a guy, you know, him journeyman kind of boomer bust throughout his career, like the throws he was making last year. Do you see the one against the Raiders where the dude had his helmet freaking cocked the side, still zings on the sideline. Like yeah, the I some, somebody asked me about that. It was like, how do you explain his magic? And I explained that play right there. <laughs> that's all it is man yeah it's i'm just happy now to see him without you know with all due respect to kyle allen taylor heineke the other quarterbacks there this is his first time in several years where he doesn't have like a you know x top five pick or whatever at the organization uh-huh. needs to see what's going on so is, is everyone you know rallying around him like as the qb um no i mean coach uh and i feel like it's the same i feel coach said he's gonna let everybody compete in the spring and uh we're gonna see what's happening not spring but um training camp and, and see what happens so we'll see as it should be meritocracy, yeah. of course. Um, okay. Two more things about your teammates. I'm a big Columbus, Ohio lifer, Ohio state fan. So I love Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel also notice your guys is a Washington football team, social media page on Twitter. Great job. I love the chalkboards on your first day out of practice and all yeah. that, but Fitzpatrick, you know, his best friends were listed as Curtis and Terry. Like you guys might have one hell of an explosive passing attack this year. I know last year with Alex Smith, you guys kind of had to operate more, uh, you know, underneath intermediate areas of the field do you guys see you just trying to create a little more explosive plays more often uh i mean that's all i can imagine when they brought in curtis uh you already got terry um which is something to deal with uh the man is something serious and then you brought in curtis and curtis actually killed us last year I almost had i think he had a hundred rushing or almost both in hundred rushing and receiving um so to bring him along you know adding another speed and then you know we got the the rookie that just came in and from um I don't want to say the name Diamond, but uh, oh yeah, Diamond, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know Explosive, that just that adds on. You know we we got other guys um, that didn't really get their feet wet last year that is coming along. So it's gonna be something something to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we should have, because Curtis Samuel, I mean, even going back to Ohio State, he's kind of played both running back mm-hmm. and wide receiver. I wonder if we'll pull the uh, Carmelo Anthony, you know, fake shot from the sideline, walk over to running back drills for a day and see what's what. Oh yeah, he might. I, I can I can see it now. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> like I said, Coach Scott does a good job with using all his players. So I'm not sure he'll shy away from it. Very excited to see that, man. All right, last question before we get you out of here. I want to go back to Memphis just because I don't, you know, you guys aren't necessarily considered this consistent NFL factory. You've had players over the years, but just uh, recently, man, yourself, Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, looks like Kenneth Gamewell is going to be doing some good things with the Eagles. Like, what are they putting in the water over there? You guys just have one kind of, you know, and I mean this in the nicest way possible, one like freak running back wide receiver hybrid after another. Uh, I would just say everybody that comes there, um, if you don't, you learn quick how to work. Uh, you work for everything you get there. Um, and another guy I would say coming up, uh, Calvin Austin, um, you got KD, uh, you got a whole bunch of defensive linemen that work out crazy, but just, just the work you got to put in there and the respect you got to get before, you know what I'm saying? You touch the field. It, it really does something to you. And when you do touch it, you're already prepared because all the work you put in. And um, like I said, Calvin Austin was a prime example of that. Uh, at first he was a, a track guy doing both sports, um, started working out, took it serious, started putting in the work. And last year he blowed up on the scene, you know what I'm saying? And this year everybody expecting something great out of him, which, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure he will do Well, I know he is going to do so. Awesome, it's man. just putting that work and, you know, going out there and putting it out. Following the footsteps, keeping yeah, the grind sure. going. <laughs> Antonio, thank you so much for your time, man. Anything you want to say to the Washington football fans and maybe, you know, prospective fantasy football managers. I know you don't play, but if you want to let the people know to draft you. 
Uh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I expect nothing less this year. It's going to be something special. And to the Washington football fans, man, be prepared for a great season, man. And that's all I'm going to say on it. Best of luck to you and the team, man, your personal and team uh, goals. You know, we're all rooting for you over here at the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. And again, man, thank you for the time. He's Antonio Gibson. I'm Ian Hart. This has been the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. And until next time, take care, everybody.